This message is from Pastor Ezekiel Chima of Anointed Assembly International Ministry. May God bless you as you listen to the Anointed Word of Life. In Jesus' name. Amen. Father, we bless your holy name. We worship you, glorify you. We thank you because of what you're doing, what you're doing presently, what you continue to do. We thank you for the extra miles you're going to prepare your home, your church, your children. And I pray but that by reason of this message, your purpose will be accomplished, fulfilled and established. That ears that will hear this message, minds that will receive this message, will turn around unto your glory. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. The message is titled, Dwelling in His Presence. And we are taking a message from the book of Exodus chapter 33, verses 11 to 23. And the Lord spoke unto Moses face to face as a man speaketh unto his friend. And he turned again into the camp. But the servant Joshua, the son of Nun, a young man, departed not out of the tabernacle. He spoke to Moses face to face as a man speaketh unto his friend. He spoke to Moses face to face. If you go down, you will see where Moses was saying, I want to know you. And the Lord said, I will show myself to you, but my face you will not see. How come the word of God says in 11, that God spoke to Moses face to face. Ladies and gentlemen, I want you to understand that God speaks to you every day face to face. He sees you, but you cannot see him. He speaks to you face to face every day. He relates with you one on one every day. He sees you, sees everything about you, but you cannot see his face. He spoke to Moses face to face. He was before Moses speaking to Moses. He was seeing Moses, everything about Moses, but Moses was not seeing him. We must pray that God keep on speaking with us face to face. The day God starts speaking with you face to face, there will sign your exit out of this earth. That will not be your portion. God has friends. We can say we are his friends. I might on somebody. But he knows those who are his friends. He spoke with Moses the way a friend speaks to a friend face to face. How do you think God will classify you? Have you worked hard in your relationship with him that he can classify you as his friend? And for God to classify you as his friend, there are certain qualifications that you must attain. Verse 12. And Moses said unto the Lord, See, that saith unto me, Bring up these people, and thou hast not let me know whom thou wilt send with me. Yet thou hast said, I know thee by name, and thou hast also found grace in my sight. He said, Lord, who is going on this journey with us? You have not told me anything. You just say, Move. And we're moving, but this is where we are. Who is going on this journey with us? You say, Yes, you are giving me favor. All this, but who is going with me? You say, I know you by name, 
I found grace in your side. But who is going with me? Who is the commander? Who is the leader of this journey? Who is the director? Who is your commander? Who is your leader on this journey of life? Who is your director? Are you directing yourself? Are you commanding yourself? Are you leading yourself? That would be blind leadership. If you decide to lead yourself. 13. Now therefore I pray thee, if I have found grace in thy sight, show me none thy way. I may know thee, I may find grace in thy sight, and consider that this nation is thy people. If I have found grace, you say you give me grace. If I have found favor, you say you give me favor. If I have received mercy, you say you have shown me mercy. Tell me how we are going to go on this journey. Show me the way. Most of all things that we can direct ourselves that we know the way. You don't know the way. You don't know the way. Moses came forth. Which way do we go? We are not in the way. Then. Where do we turn to? How do we move? That is how the journey of life is. The journey of life is filled with ups and downs. It's filled with calamity. The word of God says, enemy coming to steal, to kill, and to destroy. Enemy has led minds of destruction. Minds to kill. Minds to steal. Minds of calamity, reproach, and disgrace. Sickness, infirmity, affliction, and pain. Sudden death. Assassination. Kidnapping. Rape. Accident. Firebreak. Blood-sucking demons and agents everywhere. Lack, setback, stagnation, failure, and defeat. Procrastination, delay, disappointment. Sorrow, hatred, bitterness of the mind. Poverty, demotion, devourer. Despisement, mock rejection. If you're not led, you will step into that mind. If you're not led... You step into that mind. Come upon me, I'll answer thee. And show the great thing that I know it not. If you don't ask questions, you step into that mind of life that is capable of consuming. God has said, good long life, good health, long life for somebody. But because you decide to lead yourself, the person decided to cut short his or her life by entering the wrong lane. You can't lead yourself. You didn't bring yourself to this world. Somebody brought you into this world. 14. And he said, my presence shall go with thee. And I'll give the rest. He says, son, Moses, my presence will go with you. I'm going on this journey with you. A journey whereby all your expenses has been paid. A journey where you have found rest. A journey that when you need food, I will send manna. A journey that when you need water, I speak to the rock, water will come out. A journey where there is sicknesses, I will tell you what to do. Sicknesses will go. You will have rest. When you allow the presence of God to lead you, if you dwell in his presence, you will find rest. It didn't say that the enemy won't come. Because the word of God said that, Behold, they shall surely gather together, but not by me. But whoever gathers together against me shall fall. They will come, but they will fall for your sake. It's a thousand shall fall at your right hand, ten thousand at the other side. They will always come, but they will always fall for your sake. He said, My presence will go with you. 15. And he said unto him, If thy presence go not with me, carry us not up hands. And Moses said, Lord, <laughs> I don't want to look for you halfway. If your presence will not go with us to the end, please let us not just move. Today, so many people, they start with God, but they don't end with him. Many start with God, they get to live, they become familiar with the voice of God. They become familiar with the prophet of God. They become familiar, the next thing they say, 
Mm, I'm grieved with the man of God. I withdraw. They jump out from the bus. They refuse to end with his presence. Many children of God come in so humble. You tell them, God say, toss the Lord, they do. Toss the Lord, they do. Toss it. By the time small change enters their pockets, they drop the presence of God. Now they have wisdom. Man of God becomes their number one enemy. They refuse to allow his presence to take them to the promised land. Many stars where by the time God blesses them, they take over to another God. Change sides to other gods. Anything that takes the time of God in your life is your God. By word of prosperity, they don't have time again for God. The Lord will have mercy upon his children. Amen. 16. For wherein shall it be known here that I and thy people have found grace in thy sight? Is it not in that that goes with us? How will people know that you are with us if you don't go with us? It's only when you go with us, then people will recognize that we are your children. When you go with us, we become separated people. When you go with us, everything about us will be different. We live a separated life. When people see us, they will know that you relate over the affairs of our life. When people see us, they will see that we don't live any hard life. We live decent life. We live organized life. We live a holy life. And we are separated people. We don't mix up anyhow. We don't behave like people of the world. We don't act the way they act. We don't walk the way they walk. We don't relate the way they relate. Because we are separated people. 17. And Lord said unto Moses, I will do this thing also that has spoken. For thou hast found grace in my sight. And I know thee by name. You have fine grace in my sight. In his presence is where you get answered prayers. When Solomon went and made sacrifice, so much beyond human imagination, he was just sacrificing out of the joy God has planted in his heart. In appreciation, made offering and gave to God and gave to God and gave to God and gave to God and gave to God, to God, and gave to God. one thousand offerings. He slept. God appeared to him. Say, ask what I will do for you. You know what it means for God to say, ask what I will do for you? Because he was in the presence of God. When you hear, he said, ask, it shall be given. Seek, it shall find. Knock, and the door shall be opened. It's for people who are in his presence. Before you call our answer, why are you speaking? I will hear. It's for people who are in his presence. Before they open their mouth, you answer. And that's why every Human beings must aspire to be in his presence. In his presence, all petitions are answered. But the time of manifestations might differ. He said, Moses, all this thing you have asked, I will do it. 18. Moses was not ready to give up. He placed another demand. And he said, I beseech thee, show me that what? Glory. Huh? I want to see that thing that makes you to be God. You know what it means for you to talk to God. You will understand the level of relationship that existed between God and Moses. 19. And he said, I will make all my goodness pass before thee. And I will proclaim the name of the Lord before thee. I will be gracious to whom I will be gracious. And I will show mercy on whom I will show mercy. And he said, Thou canst not see my face. For there shall no man see me and what? Live. And the Lord said, Behold, there is a place by me, and that shall stand upon a rock. 
The Lord said, I'm going to take you to a place where you stand and see me. And it shall come to pass while my glory passed by that I will put thee in a cliff of the rock and will cover thee with my hand while I pass by. <laughs> he said, and I will take away my hand and thou shalt see my back parts. You shall see my backward parts. But my face shall not be seen. Our God is an awesome God. And he said, you will see my glory. You will not see my face. I will pass. And what you see will be my glory. If you see the Lord Jesus Christ in the spiritual realm, most times he appears in form of a shepherd with a shepherd cloth and then a golden sandal. The sandal is full of glory. More than ever, the hour has come for us to seek the presence of the Lord. For us to dwell in his presence in spirit and in truth. Assessment of the events of life and events of the world will clearly reveal that the battle over the soul of man is becoming more intensively negative. The devil every day is working hard. Manifesting antichrist agenda. People prefer darkness instead of light. People don't want to hear the truth any longer. They want lies. The world seems to perfect and prefer unholiness against holiness. They prefer godliness to godliness. Unrighteousness to righteousness. Second Timothy chapter 3 verse 1 summarizes everything. Second Timothy chapter 3 from verse 1. This know also that in the last days perilous times shall come for men shall be lovers of their own selves. It's happening. Covetous, boasters, proud, blasphemers, no fear of God, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy, everywhere. Without natural affection, truth breakers, they can't keep agreements, false accusers, Incontinence, unrestrained and unceasing, lacking moral or sexual restraint, no moderation, no self-control, especially sexual desire. Everywhere, no control. A child that is one year, few days old, they go and defy the child. One year old, they defy. Two years, they defy. Three years, they defy. Four years, no control again. You don't know who to trust. Is it with neighbor? He said, let me bring my brother. It's a problem. Let me bring my cousin. The trouble. You bring trouble into your house. What do you find in a child that is five? That is not even mature. What, what are you looking at in the body of the child? Because the devil has possessed people all over the world. All of a sudden, a man will say, look at another man. He said, you're a beautiful man. You're telling a man you're a beautiful man. No wonder judgment will be so fierce. Evil increase. Frightening things will happen. Despisers of those that are good. If you say the truth, they come against you. So people see bad things happen, they keep well. Verse 4. Traitors. You can't trust anybody. Even in churches, you can't trust anybody. All over the world. Instead, the person God say, trust this person. You see a brother in church, say, ah, we can do business together. Yes, yeah, so we can do business together. By the time money exchanging hands. <laughs> that is when you know whether that person is a Christian or the devil. You think say, brother, sister, you confine that person. Oh, betrayers everywhere. Hedy, high-minded, 
lovers of pleasure more than lovers of God. Five, having a form of godliness. They have a form of godliness, but denying the power thereof from such turn away. They have a form of godliness. They believe in their own system. This is the way me, I serve my own God. But they deny the true power. They turn away from such people. Turn away from them. Free thinkers. Free thinker, what are you thinking? What have you brought out? Have you created somebody? Create somebody. Let us know that your God is creating something as a free thinker. Six, for of this sort, I did wish creep into houses and lead captive silly women, led them with sins, lead away with diverse laws. Ever learning and never able to come to the knowledge of the truth. Yes. Inventions, science, breaking records, learning, innovation, theories, but never able to come to the knowledge of Christ, who is the owner of wisdom. Every day they came on breaking new records, but the record of the Bible has remained the same since the insertion of the Bible. The wisdom of God can never be added to or removed. The Lord said, divide creation into four. One quarter will manage to make heaven. What happens to the three quarter? He said, divide the church into four. One quarter will manage to make heaven. But the unfortunate is that the number keep on decreasing. If rapture comes today, where do you think you will spend eternity? The formation of the world is pointing towards the rule of Antichrist. The only way to escape the judgment of condemnation and eternity in hell is by running and dwelling in his presence. Are we ready to dwell in his presence this 2020? What does it mean to dwell in his presence? Dwelling in the presence of God will earn you the privilege of being called a friend of God. Three known friends of God were Abraham, Moses, and David. Are you qualified to be the next friend of God? We cannot be friends of God by dwelling in unholiness. We cannot be his friends by dwelling in unrighteousness and ungodliness. We cannot be friends of God when we do not have the fear of the Lord and continue to dwell in rebellion. We can only be friends of God when we qualify to dwell in his presence. Without spirit of humility and total submission to the Lord, we cannot dwell in his presence. In Numbers chapter 12, the Bible said something about Moses. Numbers 12 verse 3. Now the man Moses was very meek, humble, above all the men which were upon the face of the earth. If we back up to verse 1, chapter 12, and Miriam and Aaron spat against Moses because of the Ethiopian woman whom he had married. For he had married an Ethiopian woman. And they said, had the Lord indeed spoken only by Moses, had he not spoken also by us? And the Lord had it. Is it only that he, he speaks to He speaks to us. Why didn't you receive approval from us before getting married to an Ethiopian woman? Murmuring in the church. Gang up in the church against the head. The man of God doesn't need your permission to do anything. He needs the permission of the Lord. They rose up against him. And verse 3 said, Now the man Moses was very meek above all the men which were upon the face of the earth. Because he was so humble, they took his humility for granted. And they rose up against him. The elder brother, Aaron, the elder sister, Miriam. But Moses was so humble, always carrying them along. As elder, but they took it for granted. We must be humble if we must dwell in the presence of the Lord. He said, of all men on earth, he was the most humble personality that earned him a presence as a friend of God. For you to be a friend of God, you must be humble. 
You must have a calm spirit. You must have a listening ear. You must be obedient, submissive to the will of God. Abraham had a listening ear. Moses had, David had, and they were all friends of God. I pray that the Lord will cover us with his garments of his presence in Jesus' name. Amen. Number two, for us to dwell in the presence of God, we must live a separated life. In Genesis chapter 13, verse 14, it is written, And the Lord said unto Abraham, after the Lord was separated from him, Lift up none thy eyes, and look from the place where thou art, northward and southward and eastward and westward. For all the land which thou seest, to thee will I give it, and to thy seed forever. It was when Lot was separated from Abraham, his eyes were now focused on the Lord. The entanglements that hinders us from seeing God, entanglement that distracts us from seeing the Lord, that is why the Lord encourages us to live a separated life. The Lord is saying we must not entangle ourselves. We must avoid uncircumcised nation. People whose minds are not circumcised. Whether you're a Christian and you want to operate as an unbeliever, you have an uncircumcised mind. You might be going to church every day and your mind is not pure. You are from uncircumcised nation. That means your nation is not the kingdom of God. It's the nation of the devil that leads to hell. He told the children of Israel, you must not entangle not dwell with uncircumcised nations because they will penetrate and pollute my presence in your lives and in your midst. And each time they had contact with other gods, those gods will carry their gods. Some of them will serve that idol. Instead of the true God, they will always end up having problems. Jezebel brought forth Baal into Israel. And the Lord withdrew his presence from Israel. When Solomon got polluted by reason of the gods that his 400 wives and 600 concubines brought into Israel, God suspended his presence until he repented cried and declared that everything without god is vanity upon what vanity you fail to live a life of separation you'll entangle yourself with life of idolatry before you know you begin to join court and other things fast lane to make money you fail to live a life of separation you begin to live a life of immorality fornication adultery lustful desires of the eyes and flesh very often you see people watching blue films engaging in masturbation ungodly passes. They say we are just joking. In the church, outside, in offices, at homes, you say what's to seduce somebody? You say it was a joke. What kind of joke? Are you supposed to say that kind of word? You shake somebody, you put sand on the person's hand. Are you supposed to do that as a child of God? As a child of God, people are supposed to know you for who you are. And when you come in contact with uncircumcised people, you withdraw from their midst. If it's business, do business with them. But personal relationship keep off. Otherwise, you get polluted. Always clash between the headsmen of Abraham and the headsmen of Lot. Focus was on property. Focus was on space. Focus was on judgment. Every time, problem, problem, problem. Until Lot and his group were separated. Abraham was not able to focus on the Lord. Separation is a very important aspect in our relationship with the Lord. Life of separation grants source preservation in his presence. You cannot dwell in flesh, in carnality, in idolatry, in immorality, and still dwell in the presence of God. Light and darkness cannot function together. We must separate from unholiness, from unrighteousness, from ungodliness, from disobedience, life or rebelliousness. Lukewarm attitude. You blow hot today, you blow cold tomorrow. You decide how you want to serve God. No, there is a standard. You can't serve God from the comfort of your heart. Relationship with God is a sacrifice you must make. If Abraham didn't make sacrifice, he wouldn't have departed from Syria, his father's house. 
You must be ready to make sacrifice at any time. God can demand your attention at any time. You'll be ready to answer. That is what it means, serving God. He can call you any time to do something. Are you ready to do it? Will you always be giving excuses? Look at my attitude. You want to do it when it's comfortable for you? No. Spirit of familiarity. Familiar with the man of God. Familiar with God. Familiar with his prophecies. Familiar with his commandments. I've had it before. If the son of man woman said, I've had it before. I'm tired of this man of God. I'm done with this man of God. She wouldn't have gone extra mile. And she wouldn't have had that child through Elisha. But her faith kept on moving. She never gave up. Instead of getting frustrated, she went extra mile. And told the husband, this man, I think he's a good prophet of God. Let us build a small guest house for him. And they did that. But a lot of people wouldn't do that. I have waited for years. Nothing came forth. Me, I'm tired. Of, if I'm tired of going to that church. But she went extra mile, made sacrifice, and God moved. Whose presence do you desire? Is it the presence of God? Or the presence of the devil? He said, I call heaven and earth to record this against it. That said before the life and death, blessings and curses. They may choose their life, that Buddha and thy seed may live. The church is yours. Number three, who is going with you in this journey of life? He said, for as many as are led by the Spirit of God and the sons of God, as many as are led by his Spirit, he didn't say by any other Spirit, by his Spirit, are the sons of God. Do not allow his Spirit to lead you. Who will lead you? Is it the devil that you want to lead you? He made his ways known to Moses and his acts unto the children of Israel. He showed his ways to Moses because Moses was living in obedience. But he showed the children of Israel action, discipline, judgment, because they had reprobate mind. His acts, what he can do to Moses, he was a lamb. Children of Israel, he was a lion. Depends on what you want. Moses was submissive. Children of Israel were reprobate mind. He released him on children of Israel. Because Moses loved. The glory and grace are missing. Many destinies are led by flesh, carnality, hidden sins, secret sins, immoral life, blood money. Many are led by human wisdom instead of divine wisdom. You refuse to allow his presence to lead you. You'll not be able to escape the impending judgment and calamity the devil is planning. His presence guarantees divine covering. For he that were in secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. We must dwell in the secret place which can only be provided by his presence for us to make it in life. But the hour comment on now is when the true worshippers shall worship the Father in spirit and truth. For the Father seeketh such. God is a spirit and those that must worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. It's no longer a little to the left. It's no longer a little to the right. We have passed that level. And the greatest thing that can happen to anybody is being caught on our ways. Jesus is around. He's gathering. He's speaking. He's warning. It can happen at any time. He's warning. Number four. In his presence, you will find favor. You find mercy. You find grace. He said, Moses, I've given you grace and favor. In the presence of the Lord, there is fullness of joy. As many as will embrace his presence today, will go home with his mercies. His grace and favor. The presence of God is the aspect of him. That has to do with his glory. The presence of God is the, the aspect of him. That has to do with his might. With his power. With his authority. With his love. Joy and peace. Tolerance. Faith. Humility. When you read the fruit of the spirits. You are talking about his presence. The presence is filled with love. That's why he gives us love. He showers us so much love. That is his 
when you are with him, it shows you love. It shows you so much peace. It shows you how to dwell in unity and agreement, in tolerance, in joy. You cannot give what you don't have. That's why he's always giving, giving these things out. If you desire power, desire authority, desire greatness, grace, mercy, and favor of God, go for his presence. Aspire to dwell in his presence. In his presence, you'll find joy. you find love, calm spirit, peace, unity. If you enter into his presence, you're coming out a changed person. If you make up your mind to dwell in his presence, you're coming out a changed person. Moses was a shepherd. But by the time he began to relate with him, dwell in his presence, he became a god. Ordinary shepherd became a god. Lord said, I have made you a god to Pharaoh. That when he says something, there will be miracle, signs and wonder. Elisha, a livestock owner, when he began to dwell in his presence, he became somebody that called cord and fire, manifester of radical anointing. In his presence, Solomon was asked, ask whatever thing you desire in this world. In his presence, he told Abraham, in blessing you are blessed. In multiplying, will multiply you beyond human expectation. In his presence, Jacob grew to bypass his elder brother. Before his announcement, his elder brother had his nation. Came to meet him with 400 warriors to display his mind. But Jacob was still on a journey of life. But when Jacob landed, Israel became a nation. Today you can never see any status attached to Esau. When you dwell in his presence, you must end well. I say you must end well. I say you must end well. I say you must end well. As long as you're in his presence, you get to the promised land. Because this God does not abandon people. He does not have abandoned project in his dictionary. Everything he does, the word of God says, this is confidence we have in him. That he that has begun a good thing will accomplish it. Whatever thing he starts, he completes. Life of sin separates us from the face and presence of God. Life of sin is deadly. In Isaiah chapter 59, he has a word for us there. 59 verses 1 and 2. He said, Behold, the Lord's hand is not shortened. That he cannot save, neither his ear heavy, that he cannot hear. But your iniquities have separated between you and your God, and your sins have hid his face from you, that you will not hear. That is how terrible sin is. Life of flesh, immorality, spirit of familiarity, lukewarmness, pornography, oral sex, masturbation, gossip, betrayal, will never and will never have anything to do with the presence of God. When you dwell in his presence, he places you out of the reach of the enemy. He hides you where enemies can never reach out to you. The psalmist said, wanting to have desire, and that I will seek after. I will dwell in the presence of the Lord all the days of my life. To behold the beauty of his holiness and to inquire in his temple. When I dwell in his presence, he said, for in the day of what? Trouble. He will hide me in his pavilion. In the secret place of tabernacle will he hide me and set my feet upon what? The rock. That means he will keep you out of the reach of the enemy. That means he will make you invisible to the enemy. When the enemy sees you, they see you as a friend, not an enemy. What is programmed to swallow you when it gets to you? He will turn around and say, I'm sorry, I made a mistake. This is not my address. Because you are carrying his presence. He that will in secret place of the most high shall abide under the shadow. There's a secret place he has for somebody here. That's why they will never get out to you in Jesus' name. Amen. They'll never reach you in Jesus' name. Amen. 
When two sons of Aaron brought forth sin in his presence, in Leviticus chapter 10, 1 and 2, they paid with their lives. In the book of Acts, Ananias and Sapphira paid with their lives for lying before the Holy Spirit. Sin is deadly. Sin can kill. But that is destroyed by sin will be judged and will go to hell. I pray that will never be our portion in Jesus' name. Amen. Our God is a holy God. And we must come before him in holiness by avoiding sin. Finally, Lamentation chapter 3 verse 40. We are going to read together. One, two, three, go. Let us search and try our ways and turn again to the Lord. We are going to search our minds. Try our ways. I do of God. If they are not of God, the way we have been dwelling, we must turn again to the Lord. By your hands. We have had the word. Our journey in life is not a journey you say, I still have time. Maybe towards the end of the year, I will give my life. I will be serious and begin to serve God. It's possible you might be coming to life every day, but you might not be born again. Born again is a spiritual affair. Born again means serving God in spirit and truth. That's why he said, be the hour coming. And now is when the true worshippers must serve the Lord. For God is a spirit, and those that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. Are you worshipping this God in spirit and truth? If you're not, open your minds and begin to talk to him. Talk to him. Those areas. He spoke to Moses face to face. Moses did not see him, but he saw Moses. He sees you. Everything about us. Whether they're hidden sins, secret sins, whatever he sees. The hour has come for us to ask for mercy. Lamentation said, we must search our hearts. Try our ways. That means we our actions. Search our ways. Search ourselves. Try our ways. We our actions. Is it for good? Is it in our interest? Or against us? If it's against us, then we'll have to turn to him again. Father, we ask for your mercy. Your word declares if we confess our sins, you are faithful and just to forgive our sins and to purify us from all unrighteousness. We ask for your mercy. We repent of our sins. And all areas we offended you. We ask for that mercy. We repent. We repent of sins of flesh, carnality, all forms of immorality, fornication, adultery, lustful desires of the eyes and flesh. We repent of sins of masturbation. Godly things we watch. We repent. Evil communication, evil passes, immoral wars. We repent. Sins of pride, cheating, lying, justification, lukewarm attitude, familiarity. We repent. Sins of malice, hatred, anger, unforgiveness. That bitterness in our mind must go. You cannot love fellow human beings. You say, Jesus, I love you. You say, no, you don't love me. Release that brother, release that sister. Those who you thought did terrible things against you. We did terrible things against the Lord. We did. But he died for us. He didn't count our shortcomings. Why are you still counting yours? Something that happened last week, last month, last year. Ten years ago, you allowed that evil load to continue to weigh you down. Since the bitterness is so terrible, he has hindered so many children of God from entering heaven. He has hindered them. Always holding on to it. Wonderful daughters and sons of God. The sins of unforgiveness. Bitterness. It's not only immorality. We think all sin, they are sin. No matter how small they are sin. We ask for your mercy, Lord. We ask for the blood of Jesus to purge our hearts. Put our minds. We must let go this morning. I've said the best way for you to forgive somebody is for you to begin to pray for that person. Pray for that brother. Pray for that sister. For God mercy upon that brother and for that sister. Father, we bless you. Thank you, Lord. As we repent our sins and justification. Have your way in our life. 
We plead the blood upon our heart, upon our mind. Let your blood circumcise our heart. Let your blood deliver us from spiritual blindness, spiritual deafness, spiritual dumbness. We ask for your blood to set us free. That we begin to see things the way you want us to see things. Hear the way you want us to hear. Act the way you want us to act. Make us to be who you want us to be. We know there is nothing your blood cannot do. Transform our mind. Transform our heart. Our spirit, soul, and body. We ask for the mind of Christ. Thank you, Lord. Have your way, Lord. Have your way in our life. Have your way, Lord. We bless your holy name. We remain eternally grateful unto your mercy. Unto your grace. For another wonderful opportunity to come before your presence. And to dwell in your presence. I pray that we'll never go back to our vomit again. That from now we shall be forward ever. Backward never. We need your help. We cannot help ourselves. But we know there is nothing your blood cannot do. Father, make us to be rooted in your presence so that your name will be glorified. For no one can share the glory with you over our lives. In Jesus' name we pray. We thank you for listening to the Anointed Word of Life by Pastor Ezekiel Chima of Anointed Assembly International Ministry. You can reach us at number 7A, Awoni Yelemo Street, Ajao Estate, off International Airport Road, Lagos, or regiaradio.com. For prayer and counseling, please call plus 234-703-668-7445. May God richly bless you.